Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. Today, we want to discuss a message, really just kind of talking about Daniel Jones, the elevation he's experienced this season, and a message to the haters that continue to hate on the guy despite putting his best foot forward and really showcasing what he's got and the fact that he can be a franchise quarterback and the fact that he could be the future of this team. And, and look, I'm going to be straight up with you guys. I've been critical of Daniel Jones. Anthony's been critical of Daniel Jones. We all have been critical of Daniel Jones. How the hell could you not have been critical of Daniel Jones over the past three years, seeing the turnovers, the interceptions, the lack of ability to go downfield? I mean, there's a lot of variables that have worked against him. The offensive line, the coaching, the offensive line coaching. There's there's so many different things um, that played a part in Daniel Jones struggling over the last few seasons, but he's kind of put it all together with Daniel Jones, or rather with Brian Dable and Mike Kafka, and despite not having a very strong wide receiver unit and an offensive line that ranks still below average in the NFL in pass blocking, he's managed to elevate his game, and I'm giving a ton of credit to the coaches because that really was the big difference, Um, but before the season started, I was like, look, I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be the guy, but that doesn't mean I don't want him to be the guy, you know? Everybody, I think most people could agree that we all want Daniel Jones to succeed. He's a giant. If you if you don't support the Giants players, I don't really get how you call yourself a fan. I feel like you have to be supportive of your players, unless they're like criminals or something like that, um, which I could totally understand. Like, okay, maybe I don't want to support that guy. But when it comes to uh, Daniel Jones, he's not a criminal. Really good dude. Always kept his mouth shut when everything around him was going badly. And I'll tell you what, you watch the the sights and sounds from a couple days ago, and specifically, he's he says. He says, we have suffered for too long. You know, I've never heard him say anything, anything that put anybody else on blast. He always took responsibility. He always was the first one to take accountability for mistakes or wrongdoings. And I think that that shows leadership. But at the same time, um, he's not one to like talk out to the media. Only there's only one other time that I that I saw him show any type of negative emotion. And I think someone dropped the ball in the end zone. And he was like, he was like, catch the damn ball. And I clipped it put on social media, everyone freaked out. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to show that emotion. That was the only other time I could recall where he actually kind of blew up. But um, I'm definitely interested about Anthony, your, your perspective on this matter and you guys in the YouTube comments, um, how you feel about Daniel Jones right now. I know there's still a lot of haters out there and we kind of want to go, go through why we shouldn't be hating on him or he should be getting a lot more positivity from people that are kind of being negative in that regard, because the options other than Daniel Jones are really bad guys. They are really, really, really bad. There is not that many alternatives. So we want to discuss that um, and why we should all be very positive and very happy that he's performing the way he is lately. But Anthony, before we dive into it, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about Daniel Jones. Did a breakdown on him. It'll be up on the channel later. So I'm really excited about that. But man, you take a look at the film. You watch the way he's playing. He really has elevated his game, as you've mentioned. Daniel Jones is a much better player than he was last season right now. He has improved pretty much every facet of the game, whether you're talking about scrambling. He's actually statistically the the top scrambling quarterback in the NFL right now. He's in the top three for every scrambling category and statistic. He's, he's done a great job scrambling. He's done a great job passing from within the pocket, surveying the field and going through his progressions. You see him on play sometimes going from read one to two to three to four and finding the open man for completion. And of course, 
his rushing ability. He's really taken that aspect of his game to new heights. So he's he's improved in every single way that a quarterback needs to improve. And his leadership capabilities have always been there. But now that the Giants are winning and the spotlight is on Daniel Jones, his leadership capabilities are just being displayed to the fullest extent. And it's really awesome to see. Uh, the team just loves Daniel Jones. You see the players on the sideline go up to him, literally say to him, I love you, Daniel. Like they say that all the time when you watch these mic'd ups and these sights and sounds. The, the team is just in love with the guy. And so is Brian Dable. And that's a big thing here because you're right, Alex. It was a coaching staff problem. Daniel Jones clearly had some talent to work with, but he never had a coaching staff. He never had the players around him to work with him. And now that he finally has that, he has a coaching staff that's competent, like a really good OC, Mike Kafka. I think he's been great in recent weeks. And of course, an awesome head coach who should be the coach of the year and Brian Dable. These guys have gotten the most out of Daniel Jones, and I expect that to continue. And as you mentioned, when you look ahead to the 2023 offseason, what other options are there? Well, I don't think that there's any. And even if there were any other options that could potentially be argued as an upgrade, Brian Dable is not going to do it. Because if you watch the way that Brian Dable interacts with this man, Daniel Jones, he loves him and he wants to turn him into a superstar the same way that he helped turn Josh Allen into a superstar. And so if Brian Dable is confident, we all should be confident because we are all confident in Brian Dable after seeing what he's done and the way that he's turned this team around after just one season. The Giants last year, 4-13. and This year, 9-6-1 and they're the sixth seed in the NFC. Who would have thought? Like, who saw that coming? Nobody. But that is a testament to Brian Dable and what an excellent coach he's proven to be after one season as a head coach in the NFL. And again, just seeing how he got the most out of Daniel Jones this season, that gives you all the confidence in the world going for the long term. Seeing what happened with Josh Allen, the breakout that he had with Brian Dable, you can expect some similar dividends to be paid off through this breakout from Daniel Jones with Brian Dable. Yeah, I mean, look, some people will point to some of his statistics and say, that's not a starting quarterback's numbers. Like, how do we justify that? Like, he's only thrown 15 touchdown passes this year. So that's not a lot. But I will throw in he's rushed for seven. So realistically, you're looking at a quarterback that has, what, 22 total touchdowns. That's not a bad number. Obviously, we would love to see more. Saquon has 10 himself this year. But with better receivers, will come more touchdowns and more opportunities in the red zone. He only has five interceptions, a 1.1% interception rate this year. I'm pretty sure that's the best in the league. And it's the best in his career by about 100%. So you're seeing a player that is taking his game to another level in several uh, regards that were otherwise considered weaknesses in the past, right? The turnover situation has completely flipped the script. You know, he doesn't turn the ball over very much anymore. He doesn't really uh, fumble anymore. He doesn't throw that many interceptions and he doesn't do it in the red zone. And that's the most integral part of this entire scenario is that the red zone interceptions, the red zone turnovers were the biggest thing that was just a punch in the throat, but he has eliminated that. He's alleviated that concern, which was one of our biggest. And then the next one, being the inability to get through his progressions properly, he's shown the ability to do that. You know, like this year, the better the pocket presence has improved tenfold. And that's quite obvious on film. Anthony's just finished a great film breakdown and you'll see a lot of uh, what he was able to do, but the, the running the football, you know, the guy's fast, man. He is not called vanilla Vic for a reason. Um, so I feel as though, you know, when you're looking at DJ, he's taking steps in the right direction. Is he a finished product? Absolutely not. Does he need plenty more time to elevate his game and learn more under the tutelage of Brian Dable and Mike Kafka? Absolutely. And I think that's what we're all kind of banking on. He's going to continue to develop. Now, it took Josh Allen three years to become as good as he is under Brian Dable. Um, I don't imagine Daniel Jones is anywhere near his peak, but I think that he's heading in the right direction. And look, the, the alternative to Daniel Jones right now is 
mortgaging our entire future to move, move up in the draft. You're talking two, three first round picks to move up all the way into the top five just to get a rookie quarterback who's probably not going to be anywhere as close to as good as Daniel Jones is right now. So let's so let's say you go get Bryce Young, you go get CJ Stroud or Will Levi. Um, any of these guys could be a bust. You know, you look at Trey Lance, you look at Zach Wilson, you look at Kyle. I mean, there's so many guys. Even Kyler Murray is kind of flopping after you know a little bit this year. So you see, you see players who were drafted super, super high and ultimately are not panning out at a pretty inconceivable rate. You look at even Sam Darnold. He was, what, the fourth overall pick a couple years back or second overall pick? Um, the, I mean, the Jets just turned through quarterbacks at a ridiculous pace, but um, that's that's a whole other discussion. The Giants would need two, three years to develop a young quarterback. Daniel Jones is far way further ahead. I think next year, get him a couple of receivers, offensive line improves. We're looking at a team that not only is in the playoffs, but competing in the playoffs. Right now, we have a very thin squad where we don't have that much depth. We're playing with pure heart. We're playing with house money right now because no one expected us to be there. But I'll tell you what, Daniel Jones has fought his butt off and he's maintained his health this year. He did have that little anchor, ankle injury scare, but the, the Giants did a really good job of mitigating that those injury concerns because last year we saw them run the football too much and put himself in harm's way a little bit too often. They unlocked... Um, his ability to run this past week because they needed to win that game. But they did not run him much before that. He was not running the ball very effectively. They were not designing things for him um, in that regard. So I, I'm really impressed to see that he's been able to do that. Now, he already has set records and um, yards, passing yards uh, on the season, 3,205. That beat his previous record of 3,027 back in 2019, his rookie year. He also has a career-high 67.2% completion rate, which is phenomenal. It's probably one of the best in football. Um, five interceptions, that's probably the lowest, if not one of the lowest in football among starting quarterbacks. Um, and, you know, his QBR is 60.4, which is also the highest in his career. His sack percentage, 8.5% is the second highest since 2020. Uh, but you're looking at a player who has improved his game in pretty much every single meaningful category. And it's on the film, too. So the question is, can the Giants do enough to support him? Because if you mortgage your future and go get a, a rookie uh, quarterback, you have no more resources to really add receivers. You have no more resources to add anything. You know, you could go into free agency, but we don't have any good free agents on the market this upcoming year. There's no receivers. And, and because you just mortgaged your entire future and you spent all your draft capital, you're not going to be able to trade for any big receivers either. So, you know, this is definitely a scenario where um, I think Daniel Jones, you just pay the guy and you continue to develop him because he's shown that he can win games and he can be competitive. Um, and as we've seen, if you put the pieces around him, he can succeed. Last week, we saw the best performance that we've probably seen from a Giants offensive line in a decade, and he had one of the best games of his career. Four total touchdowns, two passing, two rushing, no interceptions. Looked really, really good. So, in my opinion, he's developed his own game at such a great pace this year in terms of mitigating the turnovers, taking less risks, holding the ball better, maneuvering in the pocket, getting through his progressions a little bit more efficiently, converting in the red zone. A lot of those issues have been alleviated, and those were directly tied to him. But now you're starting to develop and improve the things around him, the variables around him, better offensive line, uh, better receivers. You know, we got Daniel Bellinger. He's going to be a great asset for Daniel Jones in the future. And I think that is ultimately what's going to propel Daniel Jones forward because now we know he's okay. We know he's learning and doing better. But what we need is for everybody else to start doing better and everybody else to elevate their game. So when you're looking at it, Anthony, uh, the alternatives, what, what would you consider any alternatives? Or are you thinking like none are going to be as good as Daniel Jones moving forward? Listen, I think it's going to be really tough to find an alternative. The Giants are going to be picking 
uh, somewhere in the 20s, you know, in, in the first round of the NFL draft. And hopefully they'll be picking 32nd in the draft. But at the very least, they're picking in the 20s. And it's going to be really tough to jump all the way up to the top 10 and find the quarterback. There are some really talented quarterbacks in this year's draft, and they're going to be drafted at the top of the class because there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks this offseason. The Giants do not need one nearly as bad as any of these other teams, and they're not going to be able to spend what is required to be spent to get a quarterback. So it's almost off the table that the Giants go into the draft and select a quarterback in the first round. Unless they wait for someone to fall, someone to slide into their lap over in the 22nd or 5th, 25th pick, whatever the Giants end up with. But that's a long shot anyway. It's a long shot that you get a guy who lands in the 20s and then you develop him into something solid. The Giants already have something solid in Daniel Jones. Continue to develop him. He's better. He's more of a win-now player because he's been in the league for four years now and he's made it to the postseason. It's it's just smarter for the Giants to stick with what they have than to go out there and hit the hard reboot basically on the whole team after their most successful season in six years. When you reboot that quarterback position, you're rebooting the entire team. And the Giants are in the postseason right now for the first time in a long time. There's no need to go ahead and reboot. The only other alternative to going up and moving in the draft and trying to find a, a top quarterback prospect at the top of the draft is going into free agency and making a trade for players such as Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, some of these quarterbacks that might be on the trade block, Derek Carr as well. First of all, Derek Carr is not an improvement over Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is a better player, and he has way more potential to become an even better player than Derek Carr does. And then those other guys, okay, so you're going to move on from Daniel Jones, who's young, has at least another 10 years left in his career for Aaron Rodgers, who has another season or two. Listen, the Giants were supposed to be rebuilding this year anyway. Brian Dable willed them into the postseason, but this is not a team that is built for long-term sustained success just yet. They need to build this roster up, and the way you do that is with sticking with Daniel Jones and continuing to build the roster around him because one quarterback is not going to make this a Super Bowl-winning team. Lamar Jackson does not make the Giants a Super Bowl-winning team. Russell Wilson, absolutely not. And if somehow the Giants were to try and go land Tom Brady this offseason, even he could not will them to the Super Bowl victory. I promise you that. So if Daniel Jones can do it this year, awesome. But it's very unlikely that this team in its present state, its current state, is going to be a sustained yearly Super Bowl contender. But if they continue to develop this quarterback in Daniel Jones and continue to build the roster around him, they'll be able to, if they don't sacrifice all their assets on the quarterback position, they can do it. They can build a Super Bowl contender. They need another receiver. You can find that in the draft. They need another offensive lineman. You can find that in the draft, but you can't find those pieces in the draft if you sacrifice all your draft capital to get a quarterback. And you know what? Like I said, I think that Daniel Jones is a solid quarterback. Of course, I've been critical of him in the past. Who hasn't? He struggled really badly for the first two seasons of his career and even the third season of his career. But this year, he's pretty much righted all of his wrongs. He's he's changed overnight and become a significantly better player. And it's time to just give the man his flowers and just say, Daniel Jones, we're proud of you. You did an amazing job. No one saw this coming. But right now, you are playing as a quality starting quarterback in the NFL. And so I'm just hoping to see this man lead us deep into this postseason run and worry about all that way down the road. Because I, I think that it's very clear and obvious that Daniel Jones is here to stay. And hopefully he establishes himself as the franchise quarterback with a fairy tale postseason run uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And look, for what it's worth, if if you're like Anyone, any normal person who was critical of Daniel Jones, and it was justifiably so, like as Anthony said, he really struggled. And if you if you weren't critical of him, then I don't know if you were watching any Giants games. But the reality is this: you can be critical of a player, but support them to be great. You know what I mean? Like it's okay to have an opinion that changes over time because that's what sports is. 
if you don't change your opinion watching sports, you are not watching sports or you're just being dumb. Because ultimately, everyone has to change their opinion for every single thing. Is is the is this Giants team the same as the one we had in 2007? No. Changed opinion. You know what I mean? Everybody, and things change. That's what sports is. That's what is so amazing about sports is that it's not the same shit every single day. You know what I mean? Every day is a new day. Every day something different happens. Every day a player has a better game or a worse game. And that's what's beautiful about it. Otherwise, why the hell would any of us watch it to begin with if it was just the same exact thing? And we knew Daniel Jones was going to be great. Or we knew Saquon Barkley was going to be great. Or we knew that it's about the ups and downs and the emotions of it all. That's what sports always has been. That's what makes it beautiful. And that's why I love watching it so much. So when your opinion changes, saying Daniel Jones, you know, critical of him, justifiably so, he was not good. But now he's playing really well and we're so proud of him we're so excited for his future that is what makes you a great fan because you're able to support guys but be critical of them and then change your opinion and have an enjoyable time showcasing your emotions as you watch this beautiful team and this beautiful game play on every single Sunday so you know I'm really excited to see what the future of this team looks like I'm really excited to see what the future of Daniel Jones looks like because like you said before Brian Dable seems to love Daniel Jones the whole team seems to love and be rallying around him um, and I think that's a really beautiful thing to see everyone rally, to see and hear the Daniel Jones chants at MetLife. I can't even imagine what was going through his head. He must have had shivers just like, I've been criticized and I've stayed quiet and I've worked my ass off. And to hear those chants, to hear that, my name coming out of thousands and thousands of people, you know, coming out of their mouths, that is, I mean, that might be something he'll chase for the rest of his career. That moment, that exact moment again, will be something he will want to experience for the rest of his life. And he has an opportunity to do it every single game. You know what I mean? Put your best on the field, touchdowns, no interceptions, you know, just efficient play, and force us to be the biggest fans. You know, rally the troops. That is what he's capable of doing, you know, and we saw it last week. We saw the potential, and that's what that's all it takes, man. You know what I mean? A player, like, if you just see their potential, that's the beautiful thing because you can see the future. You can see what he's capable of doing. Now it's just a matter of doing it at a consistent rate. And I think that Daniel Jones has been pretty solid this year for the most part. He's had a couple of games where, like, oh, you know, okay, Daniel, step back. But who doesn't have a bad game every now and then? Brady certainly had a couple of bad games. Rodgers was awful to start the season. He was throwing interceptions left and right. Derek Carr has already been benched. He's about to be freaking traded to the Jets probably. So you're looking at great quarterbacks or at least good ones who have been extremely inconsistent. So, you know, it's okay to have a bad game. They are human at the end of the day. But Daniel Jones, for the most part, has been pretty efficient, pretty solid this year. I've been critical. You've been critical. But ultimately, the coaching is what we found out to be the biggest catalyst in his return to form. So I'm really happy to see that Brian Dable and Mike Kafka have been doing such a tremendous job getting the most out of him. But guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives below in the YouTube comments. It's definitely an interesting discussion. If you were critical of him and you're now really happy and really excited and you flipped over, maybe you were a hater before, but you're a positive guy now, I think that's totally cool. I think that's fine. If you if you were like, I don't think he's the guy, but now you're like, wow, he's proved me wrong. I think that's awesome because ultimately that's what sports is. That guys elevating their game and coaches and everything coming together. How could you possibly predict anything unless you're a freaking wizard? So, you know, I think that's cool. I think that's awesome. It happens to everybody every single day. And I'm happy to hear your perspectives and opinions below in the YouTube comments. Make sure to have a fantastic rest of your day, my friends. Like and subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode.